someone asked that we speak about uh, the minhag that many people have, that many shuls have, that they blow shofar during the silence for Nesre, where that comes from, uh, why people do it, why yes to do it, why not to do it. I know personally, growing up when uh, I was a kid, I davened at the Young Israel of Lawrence Cedarhurst, and we always blew shofar during the silence for Nesre. I only later found out that that's strange, that most Young Israels do not do that. Most, uh, most, most uh, non-Nusuch Svard shuls don't do it. Chassidim do it. Chassidim blow shofar during the Salon Shabbos, right? And Nusach Svarad shuls are typically Chassidish shuls. That's, uh, that, that's what they do. But uh, so what's the, where does this come from? So it happens to be that even within the non-Chassidic Nusach Svarad world, um, there are those that, uh, that do blow shofar during Salon Shabbos. Rav Salvechik famously encouraged the blowing of the shofar during the Salon Shabbos. He thought that if the shul is going to go crazy when you do it and they're going to tell the rabbi, this is crazy, we don't want to eat, he didn't think it was worth a fight, but he thought that if the rabbi is really in charge and he really gets to make that decision, that shul should be encouraged to, particularly if it's a smaller shul where it will be not so confusing and, uh, and, uh, and it won't cause as much of a, of a fight. But he thought in a larger shul there's likely to be somebody who's going to be very upset by it, so maybe, maybe not worth the fight to change the minute. But otherwise he thought even change the minute and have the blowing of the during Salon Shemonesri. So why? So in order to understand this, it's important to know w- where we first find this minhag. So the truth is it's a, it's a very old minhag. The Aruch is quoted by Tosos Masechus Rosh Hashanah as saying that uh, in, in the same line where the Aruch teaches us a different minhag, the Aruch says, you know, there's a minhag to blow a hundred kolos on Rosh Hashanah. That very same line, he says, and how do you do the hundred kolos? Well, you do 30 right at the beginning, right when you make the bracha, you do 30 during the, uh, the silent Shmonas, right? 30 uh, or whatever, 40 during Chazar Sashats, and you, you break it up in, in, in such a way where you, uh, where you do 30 kolos during the Salash Monastery. So in the very same breath where he tells us about Mea Kolos, and the Aruch is an old Sefer, this is going back a long, long time. Tosos quotes from the Aruch, it, it uh, predates the, the Balea Tosos. So, uh, and, and, and however, the way the Aruch quotes it doesn't make it sound like it was the minig of all of Klal Yisrael. He says, Halin de Mechamri, those who are machmir, to blow a hundred kolos, this is how they do it, they do the thirty kolos. Sounds like it wasn't necessarily something that, um, that everyone had done. In the Sefer Ammanik, a little bit later on, he says, Shamati ki bimedinos bavel token mea kolos. I heard that in Medinos bavel they have this minag. So again, reporting that not everyone does it, but that it was a minag. And uh, not just a chumrah, but a minag. However, the Magen Avram and the Slavish Shulchan Aruch Paskins, Ein Linho Kain Lechadchila. He quotes Knesset Sagdola, saying also, Ein Linho Kain Lechadchila. One should not do it. So, question is, why not? What's the problem with blowing shofar? Meaning, certainly we have such a din in the Gemara that a person is supposed to blow Al Seder Abrachos, that there should be Tkios for Malchios, Tkios for Zichronos, Tkios for Shofros. We have those three sections. Of the Shvan Esrei, you're supposed to blow I'll say the Abrach, so why not? During the Salon Shvan Esrei, you can do it during Chazar Sashat. What's the difference? So, uh, a couple of reasons why not. First of all, in general, one is not supposed to be mafsik in the middle of Shvan Esrei. Even if it's a really nice thing, like let's say you want to uh, bless Hashem for creating 
fruits of the tree in the middle of your Shmanesa, you're not allowed to take out an apple and say, Baruch Hashem Elkein Melchem Bar Priya Eitz. That's a hefzik right in the middle of your Shmanesa. So you know, just go stop and do other mitzvahs in the middle of your Shmanesa, and therefore it might be considered a hefzik to blow shofar in the middle of uh, your Shmanesa. Salvechik thought that that's not a problem because shofar, he had a whole uh, mahalich where he suggested that shofar is not another mitzvah aside from tefillah, shofar is a chilek of tefillah. It is a type of tefillah. There's tefillah that involves words, where we formulate words, and then there's the wordless tefillah, the tefillah that we can't even come up with the words to properly express what we're trying to say, so we just cry out. And that's why the shofar is kinu cheganach, yalil, the Gemara says, it expresses, it's, it's, it's done in a way, it mimics the sounds of, uh, of, of, of crying. Um, the uh, the second potential issue or problem would be changing minhagim, meaning that if the minig is that you don't blow during Sanjman Esrei, how can you go and change the minig? The Avnei Nezer has a long tshuva about this, not so long, they're a reasonable size tshuva and some tough memvav in Arachayim, where the Avnei Nezer, it's interesting, Avnei Nezer is a chasidish rebbe, he was uh, the Sakachav rebbe, but the Avnei Nezer, and he was the son in law of the Kotzker, father of the Shemi Shmuel, I know a little bit about the Avnei Nezer, but the Avnei Nezer, uh, did not like the Hasidish Minag over here. He was, uh, as much as Rav Salvechik is an anomaly in the uh, Misnagdish world liking this Minag, the Avnei Nezer was a bit of an anomaly in the Hasidic world. He did not like this Minag at all. And he says, It's not correct at all to be Mishana the Minag. And uh, he said, if not for the fact that I was a Hasidish Rebbe, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't blow during Sanj Manasri either. He says, what am I going to do? All my, my Balabatim are Hasidim, so they insist that we blow during Sanj Manasri. So if not for the fact that I was a Hasidish Rebbe, I would really get rid of this Minag, but, uh, but there's nothing I could really do about it. So he doesn't like the idea of changing the Minag. Now, that's not so pashut that that's a problem either, because what makes it a change of the Minag? The change of the minute, calling it a change of the minute makes an assumption that the minute was the other way at first. So let's say you have a shul, you're starting a shul. They don't have a set minute. So you can call it changing the minute of, uh, of, of a community, of a uh, Mesorah. Well, at some point it changed because we know from way back in the times of the Aruch they were already doing this. So is that really called changing a minute? If a shul already has a minute, maybe that's changing a minute. But if you don't have a minute, it's not called changing the minute of the whole community or something, or changing a Mesorah. The, uh, the third potential problem that Nebuchadnezzar says is that he heard from the Kotzker that Odani Osik Bemalchios for token It's a very practical problem that not everyone Davin Shmanesri at the same pace. Salvechik would solve this problem by announcing before Musaf that he's going to Davin a little louder than usual, his silent Shmanesri, so that everybody could hear and say it at the same pace as him. Salvechik Davin pretty quickly. So everyone had to keep up with him so that they can have the, the Tkios. For Malchus, at Malchus, for Zichronus, they say Rav Salvechik Davin loud all the time. He, uh, he, didn't, he was Makbit to Mashmiel Azno, and he didn't realize how loud uh, Mashmiel Azno was, that everyone always heard him. So it was pretty much the same on Rosh Hashanah, but everyone, everyone heard him, and they tried, to keep, they tried to, to keep pace with him. But the Avnei says, if you're going to be off, so then it's going to ruin the whole thing. It's going to ruin the whole Seder at Tzikios. I'll Seder the uh, Brachos of Malchus, Zichronus, and Shofros. Uh, a fourth potential problem is that you know, some people might not yet be up to it, but the fourth problem is some people might have daven much more quickly than the, uh, than the chazan. And if they're davening more quickly than the chazan, they're just going to be sitting there doing nothing for the rest of the tefillah. That's not, or till the, till the chazan catches up to them. 
that's not good either because you're not supposed to be mafsik with shtika either in the middle of Shemonesh. There's a whole halacha about shah kadeilig kula that if you pause for long enough to finish the whole Shemonesh, there are some people that when they daven in Rosh Hashanah, it's not very different than the way they daven a you know, Monday morning chakras during the rest of the year. The, the whole shah kadeilig kula for them is just a few minutes. So uh, a lot of times, you know, if you're in a shul where uh, the, the chazan or the rabbi or whatever is davening a little slower, they could run into problems of shalkadei ligmaris kula. So why yes, why would... And, and then the fifth problem is that people, Knesset Gadola points out, it's confusing to people. Sometimes people find it confusing to have, uh, to have, to have uh, a tkios, and especially people might, might be familiar with the idea that there's a makri normally for tkios shofar, and you might have a makri during Salah Shemonesri, and that's definitely problematic because you have someone calling out words in the middle. So you don't want to confuse people in terms of the tzura of how tkios are done. So why would you do it? Um, the, the simple reason to do it is like we said that there are nine brachos in the Shemona of Musaf and Rosh Hashanah you're supposed to be tokeya al Seder brachos why should the San Shemona be any different than the Chazar Now the, uh, the, 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 the um, there, there are those Rishonim that are quoted by the Rosh in the Sechs Rosh Hashanah the Rosh quotes from the Ritz Geis that there were those that said only seven brachos in the silent Shemona and the Chazan would say nine so you, you could understand that that would uh, be the basis of a minag not to blow shofar during Salam Shemona right? If they said only seven during Salam Shemona the Chazan would say nine, because I'll say to our brachos, Malchus HaKarnas Shofros would only be by the Chazar Sashat. But we, who say nine during the Salam Shemona also, maybe it's very mistaver that we should have, uh, we should have a set of tekios for each Malchus HaKarnas and, uh, and Shofros. It also could be that there's a very, very strong connection between the tkios and the the and the tefillah, and it could be that the uh, sheet of certain rishonim of Rashi and the Ravid that if you have tefillah without tkios, it could be that it's even ma'akiv each other. That you're not even yotze tefillah properly without uh, without tkios. So that's the basis of this minhag. Just a couple of points to be aware of, though. The Torah in Simtavkov Tzadiyal says that the yechidim don't say hayom haras olam during the silent shmonesrei. Beis Yosef says, yeah, you do. That Svadim do say, Hayom even during Salish Manasseh. So in the Sefer Shara Kolol, Perak Mem Gimel Sevzayin, he explains that it's, it's totally on this issue. Ashkenazim don't do it because they don't want to create a hefsik with Piyutim in the middle of Shmanasseh. Uh, but Shmuel Kamenesi points out that if your minig is to not blow, but you're davening in a minion that is blowing, then you also shouldn't say a yomaras olam, because you hold that that's a hefzik of a piyut, personally, where you can't control what the shul's going to do, but you, you shouldn't say that piyut if that's really your personal minute. That's from Shmuel Kamenetsky in the Sefer Kovit Halachos, Yud Ches, Parik Yud Ches, Os Ches, suggests. Also, if you're not up to the tekios, you should silently listen to the, uh, the tekios, and only say Hayom Olam when you get up to that point. Meaning, if you are following the Shul's Minag and they are doing Tkios during the Tfilas Lachash, so you, you, sh- you, you do say Hayom Olam, but not when they blow the Tkios. Because you can't do that right in the middle of a bracha. So you silently listen to Tkios when you get up to that point. You say, also, there's a machlokas whether to say Areshes Fasenu in the Salish Monesse. Um, Mate Ephraim says no. 
but the Das Torah, the Marsham, in Simtav Kuvtsadi Beis, Os Aleph, he says, Lo Eid Aloma, the Kishatokin Balachash, near Aloma, Gamareshas. If you're doing the Tzkiyos, so you do the whole thing that goes along with the Tzkiyos. I believe the Minig is not to, if I'm, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that they skip the Arash Fasenu and the Salish Manasseh. Anyone, anyone daven in such a shul? And remember? No? Okay, um, so, uh, so I believe the minute is not there. They do Yom Aras Olam, but not the uh, the Arashas Fasenu. So that's a little bit of what's behind the minute to uh, to show for during Salam Shmona, saying why it is that so many others do not like that minute. Okay. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.